Over the next three hours, we got news, sports. We're going to bear our souls. We got some prizes for you, too. This is Hefe and Dubs. Feel free to hop in when you can. 404-741-9696. That's 404-741-9696. Much appreciated, everybody, hanging out tonight during the overnight. We'll get If, you, if you're up late, you know, or you maybe slept during the day, we'll get you caught up in everything and uh, obviously reward you for some of that, too. So hang out. Hefe and Dubs with you till 3 on Project 961. A large billboard here in Chicago is getting all the attention it was hoping to attract. But some say it's in bad taste. The ad shows the well-toned torsos of a man and a woman with the caption, Life is short. Get a divorce. All right. Truer words have never been spoken. I'm El Jefe. That's J-Dubs. And that's actually a billboard advertisement mm-hmm. that's going on in Chicago that's raising a stink of a divorce lawyer who's saying, Life is short. Get a divorce. And if you've seen CNN at all today, you've seen this uh, on there all day long. They've been playing this. And it's probably three or four times the size of a regular billboard. Yeah, it's the first thing I saw whenever I actually woke up this afternoon. And I was saying, praise Jesus, somebody finally with a message, words to live by. Life is short. Get a divorce. A divorce attorney paid for the ad. Here's ABC7's Teresa Gutierrez. I think what she's promoting is if you want to have a babe like this and a honk like like that come to us we can make this happen for you i think it's ludicrous Here's the thing. do you think so you think that's what she's saying i think she's saying hey you're uh, still in good shape you've got something going for yourself you're happy in the relationship you are now why don't you move on? It's when well, I'm sitting here and I'm lying next to a person who isn't nearly the person they were when we first got together. Either she is 40 pounds overweight or he is 50 pounds overweight. Maybe, yes, I would like someone felt to roll over next to, so I'd be somewhat interested in. I think it's basically showing um, people that, that marriage is no, no longer a commitment in this country. The billboard, Life is Short, Get a Divorce, provides the phone number of attorney Corey Fetman, who says she wanted a creative and sexy way to advertise her services. Fetman says it appeals to people who are already thinking of getting a divorce. If you are in an unhappy... Question, who isn't? Who outside of about a year to year and a half isn't already thinking, man, I made a mistake? Yeah, whenever you are with anyone for any extended period of time, you start second guessing it. Maybe we are in the minority and we just haven't found that great relationship yet. No, I was convinced when I was in high school and I, and I got out and I married my high school sweetheart, I, I would never do better. She was a gorgeous black woman, former model. She was going to be a lawyer. How can you go wrong with that formula right there? You think, okay, there's nothing better. Relationship. And, you know, you've had it and you don't want to be in this relationship anymore, then you need to be honest with yourself. And we provide a solution to that problem. Bettman says that on the billboard, what she is promoting is love, happiness and integrity. Others say that is not what she is selling. To suggest uh, openly that, uh, you know, if you're just satisfied with your life, you ought to to change your, your spouse like you change your suit. Well... That's just not. Uh, if it were possible, if I could go to Men's Warehouse and get. <laughs> oh, you want to be getting a chick. Whatever. If I could get some sort of change, if you had that opportunity, absolutely you would grasp onto it. I did. And I got to tell you, I was at that point where I'm like, okay, listen, we've been together nine years. We could do this. We're going into our 10th year. Everything's great. We've been through all these tough times. 10 years. Wow, I'm miserable. Yeah. I got to get out. I got to. Uh, I have life ahead of me. I got to about five years. And that was hard enough for me. And I wasn't even the one that ended it. I was too afraid, too much of a puss to end it. Even when you did it, 
I commended you on the balls it took to actually go up and say, hey, I know I've been with you for five, ten years, whatever. Not, not interested anymore. Let me say this. If we end up working here at Project 961, a lot of this paycheck will be going to her, and it'll still be worth it. Uh, that's not acceptable. On the surface, it's basically saying, hey, let's all break the Seventh Commandment, right? And if you and if you do break the Seventh Commandment, you get caught and see me. So I don't Here's think it's promoted. I'm not sure which one the Seventh Commandment is, but I know for a fact I'll break another one, thou shalt not kill, if I don't get out of this relationship. Mm. Pick a commandment. Would it rather be adultery or whatever it is? Or do you want it to be the one where I'm murdering somebody? Because it very easily could go down that path. Chris is on line one. It's Hefe and Dubs hanging out with you until 3 o'clock on Project 961. What's up, Chris? Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, these guys in Chicago, like I was saying, they got this all backwards. It's everlasting life, man. And unless you're with who you really want to be with, that's way too long to be yeah. tied down to the wrong being, man. If you have been with a girl for a while and she thought you thought maybe she was the one at one time and you find out she isn't, it's really hard to break that off. But what are you going to do? Suffer? You know, if you want to get upset about something, not life is short, get a divorce. Mm-hmm. How about life is short, but it could be shorter, get an abortion. If th- there's <laughs> something you could be outraged That's about. That's something I can get behind, actually. Otherwise, you know, stop your bitching if you haven't been there. And then this guy going back to about, like, you could just change your life. So you're the kind of guy who says to a fat person, there's no reason to get up off the couch. Just stay there and be fat. There's no reason. Stay to- down, rock. There's no reason to get out there and make yourself better. 404-741-9696. Again, a billboard in Chicago that says, life too short get a divorce anything wholesome at all i think it's upsetting i think it's not professional from the law firm it's disgusting i think it's sexist i think it's going to backfire on her because i think what's going to happen is women are going to be so disgusted that she's not going to get the business she wants we're not advocating rash decision making you know we understand that divorce is a personal decision it's something most of the time it isn't rash decision making for one party it seems kind of rash because they didn't see it coming mm-hmm. but the other person has probably been thinking about it for a good two but, three years but that's crap because my wife said that my ex-wife said she didn't see it coming if you couldn't have seen that i was miserable that i was eating all this food to get out of this depression that i was doing everything i could to not go out and have a meal with you so you would tell me about your law cases Ugh. if you didn't see all that coming Shame on you. Let's go to John. John, you're up next with F.A. and Dives on Project 961. What's up, buddy? I just think it's like total BS. I've been with my fiance for seven years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're going on getting married actually this December. But, you know, I, I'm not saying divorce is bad. You cannot say that. There are going to be people who are just in a horrible relationship. They need to get out. And you can't just say you can't put that up there. What if, You know, if someone sees that, you know, they might see it and see it as a calling sign. Hey, absolutely. Like, okay, I need to leave. Dude, that's a great point. It's one of those things of, you know what? Life is short. What am I doing? This chick or this dude drags me down every day. Don't they know that my band is going to make it? (laughs) Yes, I'm 37 years old, and yeah, we got a gig a couple of nights a week, but by golly, I can still make it in life. Difficult. Um, We're just saying, you know, it's a thought-provoking ad, and it's a lighthearted way to do it. Well, we talked to many attorneys today who consider the ad tasteless, unprofessional, and degrading. But that says her billboard is already paying off because all of all the publicity she is receiving and the double takes too. And she also added that she's going to do a second ad next month and it will even be racier. And some people said that those ads may cost as much as $35,000. Did you find anybody who supported the ad? No. 
Wow. Not one person. Okay. Teresa, thanks. Thank you. You didn't I mean, try. Yeah, I would think more people, maybe it's just me. I guess people want to admit it on camera, especially if they're in a relationship. They don't want to be seen in that the nightly news saying, why not? I agree. Have a little balls. How about saying, you know what? Right now, I'm going to look into the camera. They're right, honey. Life is too short. <laughs> I want a divorce. Bam, there you go. You got your rating sweeps winner. Ken, you're on with Hefan Dubs on Project 961. Hey, man, I believe that uh, marriages nowadays, people believe they're way too disposable and too easy to get out of, and that's the reason people move into a relationship way too hastily. And if, uh, if, you, think, if you think that you can, you know, life's too short, just get a divorce, uh, you moved into that relationship way too fast. How about and, this? And life's too short. Don't get married. Don't get married that's, until you well, absolutely know. That's true, man. You bring up a fantastic point. Life's too short. Don't get married. Go gamble. Try trans fats. Do all this sorts of stuff. Get it out there. Life's too short. Me and my ex were together for a long, long time, and we could have gotten married, but it, I knew there was that possibility that this wasn't going to work out, and I was right. And uh, it would have been a hell of a mess if we would have ended up saying, all right, what the hell, why not? I got a girlfriend now. I love her to death. Never, never ever will I marry her. It's just not going to happen. At the very least, just so I could have another girlfriend on the side. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in trouble for that. That's the lifestyle that I'm living, and that's what I want to continue to do. Seth Van Dubs hanging out. Project 961-404-741-9696. Stone Temple Pilots with Hefe and Dubs. It's Hefe and Dubs, Project 961. Life is too short. Get a divorce. A billboard in Chicago that's raising a stink. I saw it this morning when I woke up and thought to myself, these are absolutely words mm. to live by. It's almost inspiring. And of course, our, our good buddy uh, we just made here, Knox, comes in during this song. He's like, uh, thanks for bringing up the three-year mark as I'm fastly approaching it. And I'm thinking to myself, there's so many women out there. Why would you tie yourself down? I've been there. I've done that. I'm doing it now, sadly, with a long-time yeah. girlfriend. There's MySpace. Do you know how many women you can type in? You just type in the area. You, go and you get the five mile radius. Yeah, your zip code, you get zip a five code, yeah. mile radius of all these potential mates for you. Michael, you're up next with Hefe and Dubs on Project 961. I just want to go back to all the lawyers and say so this was distasteful and, and wrong. The only reason that they're saying it's distasteful and wrong is because they didn't come up with it first. Exactly. You're right. It's a brilliant idea. He, and by the way, the chick who came up with the idea, mm -hmm. very she's cute. Yeah, she's hot. She's got a head on her shoulders. I'm sure she's gotten a few herself. And she knows what it's worth. And she's marketing savvy. Let's go to Kathy. You're up on Project 961. Hey, now, I was just listening to the stuff you guys got going on on this uh, radio station about marriage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm a 35-year-old single female. I've been with the same guy for over two years. He lives in my home. I'm uh, extremely successful. I put my uh, time and energy into uh, my career. Where do you work? Benson and Hedges? I'm sorry? Go Nothing. ahead, sweetie. Marriage, I don't need it. I don't have to have it. Thank goodness, finally someone out there, a chick, who oh, says, yeah. I don't need that commitment because you want to be able to be free, too. Let's go to Lewis on line one. What's up, Lewis? You're next on Project 961. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, just uh, commenting on, you know, the marriage thing or the uh, divorce billboard. Yeah, the, the, the billboard that says, uh, life's too short, get a divorce. All right. Number one. Why do people need a sheet of paper coming from the state to tell them that they're happy together? Or even a ring, too. What is, why is it you can't just have enough? It's this fairy tale idea of how you're going to go on and be successful in life. It's F.A. and Dubs on Project 961.
This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? CT and Jiven. There's never going to be a Matt Jiven Jr. That's the most egotistical thing I've ever heard of. But I think what happens is you get stuck with being the junior. You're like, you know what? F it. I'm going to pass this on. I can't stand this. <laughs> Nobody here is royalty, okay? You're not going to get down the line and it's going to be Vincent, whatever your last name is, the 17th. There's no crown in your future. Give your kid his own identity. They just want to work a Roman numeral into the name very badly. <laughs> I can understand that. CT and Jiven. I'm CT. I am Jiven. You can check us out online, ctandjiven.com. C-T-A-N-D-J-I-V-I-N.com. CT and Jiven. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. What do you get when you cross Godzilla? Siegfried and Roy. And the martini. Shaken, not stirred. So, Macau. Huh? Ask a stupid question. Get a stupid answer. <laughs> stupid bitch. So, Macau.com. Hefe and Dubs on Project 961 up uh, hanging out with you for the next couple of nights. 404-741-9696. You got to love when things kind of work out mm-hmm. in your favor. This little uh, time right now that we're up here hanging out in Atlanta, usually down in Tampa, my girlfriend set time for her. The time of the month? Yeah, so it's one of those things where, all right, this is perfect, I'm away, I don't have to deal with the headaches. And you can come back and be able to uh, have sex again without even, you know, you would have missed this whole time. And I uh, like to call this time the batch time, mm-hmm. where this is my time to get reacquainted with myself, <laughs> and then, you know, then you can move on from there. In South Korea, they're doing this thing, though, where women can be compensated for taking days off if it's their time of the month. Why? I don't know if it's something in the culture where they don't want to go, but if it's if it's that bad, they don't have to go in and work, and they're still getting paid for it. Unbelievable. It's money, man. I don't know. I'll listen, I don't know what it's like to have to go through that process or whatever. I don't either, but I know what the process is of me paying for a drink for you, and my payment back is you bleed for three days. That's what I want out of you. I buy a few drinks, you get free in the clubs, you bleed, baby. All right, so your whole thing about this is, since you don't get cover on Wednesday nights, Mm -hmm. in return, you have to give a little blood. Yeah, this is blood money for them. Stop it. Uh, 404-741-9696. Now, women already Why do... Why do they get to pad their income? Stop it. Women already get everything, you know? Yeah, they they, they got so lucky. Just bleed. They get the miracle of giving birth. You know, that, I want that shirt. Just bleed. As, as a man, see, I can't even. I can't even discuss this with you. You're so. Caught I'm up seeing on. red over here. Okay, enough then. Then let's just move on. If you can't have a civilized discussion, it's the pumpkins on Project Nine Six One. The world is a vampire. 
Hefe and Dubs, Project 961, hanging out. So this morning or this afternoon, Dubs and I are hanging out, getting ready. We were living in Tampa, but we're up in Atlanta for the week. And trying to get a little nap in, because we're going to be here till 3 o'clock in the morning. And I know you were sleeping. I know you were mm. tired. I know we wanted to try to be all rested up for this evening. And I had to wake you up. Here's the thing. I heard you giggling a little bit, and uh, the audio is actually what caught my attention and woke me up. I was in that mid-area between sleeping and awake, and there's no way you can sleep when this is going on right next to you. It comes from KUTV, and you can see it on KUTV.com. It is a, uh, a kid with Down syndrome who is the biggest George Bush fan in the world. It's not just that, though. He also, too, loves W's wardrobe, and he's a real big fan of waking up in the morning and singing the Star Spangled Banner into the mirror. I really couldn't count how many times a day. 17-year-old Brigham Larkin comes home from high school and begins his daily routine. He walks right in his room, puts on his shirt and tie, goes downstairs to the bathroom in front of the big mirror. You know, they thought it was his tie, but it was actually his tongue. His, his Scooby-Doo-like tongue uh, acting like the president. I think because of his disability is why people are so attracted to watching him accomplish this song. Brigham has Down syndrome. Although technically a disability, it doesn't slow him down one bit. There are people with a genius level IQ. They're not as outgoing as Brigham. <laughs> with his budding singing career, and he's very interested in politics. I love the Bush a lot. And I want to be our president. All right, so this is the kid. This is the guy who's in that 25%. He's the <laughs> one who's thinking everything's right on track. I'm guessing that 25% of the U.S. has Down syndrome. The, that's who's out there voting. This is the base. This is who Carl Rove's crazy about. And a life-size cutout of the president are in his room, along with a letter and a picture he was sent by the president. He had a helicopter behind what? This raw house. His wardrobe is even Bush-inspired. He was racing with a tie. That would be one of Brigham's other focuses, ties. Oh, heaven. Brigham is a tie collector. He probably has, I'd say, about 70 ties in his closet. Most of which he says... Odd. One guy you'll never see in a boardroom has that many ties. All right, he has 70 ties? Mm -hmm. How many chromosomes does he have? And is that 70 for ties or the uh, IQ count? I don't understand what this is. Ouch. Says President Bush wore on TV. He's got about 10 different stars and stripes ties and red, white, and blue ties. <laughs> Each of them getting their chance in front of the mirror. I turn up my radio way loud. My mom. Here's what I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Why is this on the news? I don't understand why there's a feel good. I don't understand why there's a feel good. You're not him. There's a kid who likes to get dressed up and sing into the mirror. And yet for some reason in Utah, this is what the big story is. Never mind that the Jazz are taking on the Warriors or that they win a game seven. No, it's that this kid likes to go downstairs in front of his jukebox and pretend he's the president, which, by the way, dead on impression. I heard him say, <laughs> I don't know if this is the State of the Union or uh, if he's just counting down the lunch menu. Pizza and corn, pizza and corn. <laughs> He is quite funny and entertaining. Although his notes aren't perfect every time, 
I think that everyone who sees him sing this song can feel his love for the song. And that's aside maybe a few of the errors that may be in the tune of the song and really takes it for the spirit and the love of the song that Brigham portrays when he sings Just wanted to take him home. Are you precious? Love him. Yeah, like he's a like he's a stuffed animal. Here's the problem that I have. Mm -hmm. This is what the rest of the world thinks we are. We're all this kid draped in the flag and singing the anthem. That's exactly what we look like to everyone else across the pond. And I just wonder too, like, if this is kind of that blind patriotism, you know, like the non-questioning of authority that goes on. Here it is. He is the American dream right now. It's wrapped up perfectly in this 17-year-old Down syndrome kid. I say send him off to war. Why not? He's got superhuman strength naturally by default. That's one of the beautiful things about having a special need. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Hop in if you want to. 404-741-9696. It's Project 961. Bush and Dukakis on crime. Bush supports the death penalty for first-degree murderers. Dukakis not only opposes the death penalty, he allowed first-degree murderers to have weekend passes from prison. One was Willie Horton, who murdered a boy in a robbery, stabbing him 19 times. Despite a life sentence, Horton received 10 weekend passes from prison. Horton fled, kidnapped a young couple, stabbing the man and repeatedly raping his girlfriend. Weekend prison passes. Dukakis on crime. One, two, three, four, one. Hey, what's up, Next Nation? I'm Kevin Scampoli, one half of We Hit and Run, the internet podcast. Sid, who's a Mexican, kind of like Al Jefe, couldn't make it today because he's a Mexican, kind of like El Jefe. But I'm here to plug our show. So check out myspace.com slash realkidradio to listen to clips, add us to iTunes, and download the entire shows. Sid and I recently took a run at the Century Club, which, for those who don't know, is 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes. So give it a listen and see if we could pull it off. In the words of Shafee, who wouldn't want to fall in love or whatever? That link, once again, is myspace.com slash realkidradio. Best of luck to Hefe in the dub. 5 Dubs, Project 961, hanging out with you until 3 o'clock. Uh, like we said, giving you a little bit of news, sports. How about a little bit of rock news All here? Right. Uh, Project961.com. Kurt Cobain, his stuff is up for auction. Courtney Love yeah. deciding whether or not she wants to spread it out across the earth and have everyone buy it. or Look whether. <laughs> Jeez, no respect. Huh? Or if she wants to have it, just go to one private buyer. She hasn't quite decided what she wants to do with that. Marilyn Manson, of whom I'm a huge fan, mm. playing the new song here on Project 961. And it kind of came out and said that he was very close to suicide. The new album, Eat Me, Drink Me, is very much more personal. He says almost like a personal diary of sorts in the way he wrote the songs. I love Manson because of the fact that I genuinely think he was a soothsayer. He saw... A lot of the stuff where we're at now with like a mechanical animals, 
are beautiful people, things like that, and where this country was sort of headed mm-hmm. way back in, you know, 97 or so. So I respect him for that. But this was kind of funny, a quote from him. He was like, everyone starts out writing songs kind of like that, you know, kind of the diary form of songs. Of course, I worked it backwards. It's like going from the heroin to Diet Coke. Neither of which I'm a fan of. <laughs> I'm all over the Diet Coke right now. I didn't really realize that was a gateway drug yeah. to heroin. Then the other thing that's going on in the world of uh, rock news is Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Yeah. He's getting in fights, like everywhere. I guess she's at a bar, uh, hanging out with some buddies. I think it was at a strip club. And he, uh, he gets into a fight outside of it because someone yells, Nickelback sucks! <laughs> All right. At what point, you know, you're a millionaire, you're a, a rock star, you're a pop star. Why can't you get over the fact, you know, that someone is going to yell, Nickelback sucks? It's going to happen. And it, how much more verification do you need than platinum albums, selling out stadiums all over the U.S., all this stuff? What other verification do you need? How can you let. One guy get under your skin like that, or you get into a fight with him over him saying you suck. Not just to mention, too, the fact that sucks sucks. You know what I mean? Like, when are we going to come up with a new diss? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sucks is definitely one of those that's completely just been used for how many years now? Forever. Probably 20, I'm going to say Jesus used it at some point. When he's talking about the devil, devil sucks. Lucifer, you suck. Follow me. That whole path. Don't suck. Even bringing that up, like if you think about it, you know, Chad, get a hold of yourself because everyone sucks to someone else. Yeah, no matter how insignificant you are, mm-hmm. someone thinks you suck. I know. I don't care if you're the biggest rock star in the world. I don't care if you're the biggest radio jocks in the world. You could be a bum on the side of the street. Someone thinks you suck. It's not bad enough that you're a bum. Someone walking by you is like, that dude sucks. We'll go on the op- complete opposite side of the spectrum. Think about it. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. There's a whole group of people that think Jesus sucks. You know, the Pope, the president, obviously mm-hmm. 72% of the country thinks the president sucks. So I can't believe a guy like Chad Kroger, he must have such like this inner thing about people, you know, making fun of him. Maybe because he looks like a poodle. Maybe that's yeah, what it got, is. He's got that very poodle-ish hair. So anytime you say... Blank and blank sucks. Mm. You know, everyone sucks to someone. You're yelling out a truism. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you may as well just yell out, hey, Chad, the grass is green. Because you do suck. Chad, you do suck to someone. Hey, Chad, the sky is blue. Hey, Chad, being white is great. <laughs> yeah, being white is awesome, Chad. Now, I wouldn't know that, but I guess dubs, you tell me it's fantastic. It's great. God. It's wonderful. Chad, get over it. You're white. I want the benefits of it, getting a job. Fuel on Project 961. That song always reminds me of a chick that I cheated on my ex with. Yeah? Yeah. Like, really. It does. So it's real. I know it's a real odd thing to admit. I'm happy. Oh, that's, I have those two. That's dubs. It's Project 961. You're We're just, horrible scum people. No, I can't believe anybody would go out with us. We're human. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're scum. It is funny, though, like how you hear a song mm. and you'll be like, mm, man, I remember uh, I remember the taste. <laughs> I remember that smell. Yeah. Oh, I was married, wasn't I? Hmm, that was a bit of an indiscretion. <laughs> That's what radio does, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, you have options. You know, don't sit there and pretend if you're going to have options that you're not going to do it. Because that's, you know, one of the most famous, speaking of truisms, that you're going to stray if you have the opportunity. The only people who don't stray are the people who don't have 
a trade up opportunity or even an opportunity at all. Like, sometimes, sometimes it's not even a trade up. Sometimes it's a trade down. I've had sex with pigs, and you know, it, it, not literal oh, pigs, gotcha. just nasty girls, just for something different. Mm-hmm. I've thought of disgusting girls. Just for something different. You know, it's weird because we here in the United States, we look at the French like they're a bunch of wusses. Mm-hmm. But it turns out we're the ones who, who are, you know, the wussies. Because I guess Americans and the French, they cheat at the same level. There was a survey that was done. At about the same rate. They admit to the amount of cheating. However, Americans feel more guilty about it. Like, the French are cool. It's almost accepted. I'm going to have my wife... And then I'm going to have a couple of uh, chicks on the side. What do we feel guilty about? What's the, what's the main guilt? I bet there's something here in America where we're, we're so repressed sexually to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, our naughty bits are something that no one can ever see. They're shameful. Yeah, exactly. Even so much like you're at a urinal and someone's going to the restroom and everyone's pressed up against it because I don't want anyone else seeing what I have. And you know what I mean? Have you ever had a foreign exchange student in uh, your school? We had one in our school when he came to our, uh, we had a few actually. And if you ever went to the bathroom next to a foreign exchange student, they were about five or six inches back from where the Americans stood to the urinal. Yeah, they because they, they didn't really, uh, they, there wasn't a whole thing about, hey, don't look at my wanker. Uh, they say men in South Africa cheat instead of taking on second or third wives. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Americans lament that love has died in their marriage, and that's why they cheat. Japanese believe extramarital sex isn't adultery if they pay for it. I got to tell you, mm. the closer I get to actually having real legitimate money, the more and more I'm believing in prostitution. And I'm thinking to myself, if you pay for it, it isn't cheating. You're paying for a service. You're not going to tell me that going to Burger King is cheating on the food that I have at home. It's just another option that I have to pay for. Same thing with sex. That's the rationale in my mind. Well, here's the thing with prostitution. There is literally no emotional connection. It's a completely physical and financial. That takes up all the emotional. So, uh, you know, unless you are one of those very pathetic guys who fall in love with a stripper. I had a friend. Who, uh, we <laughs> who does used, that? We used to uh, go to the strip club when we were seniors in high school, about three or four times a week. They knew us very well in the strip club. And uh, he would actually sit there, pay for lap dances that he wasn't getting. He was just sitting there talking for 20 bucks per three minutes. And he would come back and go, yeah, she's uh, coming to my open house. <laughs> I swear to God, she, that's what she said. Of course she's going to say that. <laughs> she gave her 120 bucks to sit there and listen to songs and listen to you drone on. All right, French, 3.8 of married men admitted to cheating. That's, by the way, way low. Mm-hmm. 2% of women in France admitted it. Now, here in the United States, it's nearly 4% of men admitted it and 3.1% of women. But on the national average, U.S. adulterers are more likely to beat themselves up over it. So we're more, you know, like I said we earlier. more conscious about it. Why, though? It's just beat into our systems. It's uh, You have to feel bad about what you've done. To me, the French are more manly mm-hmm. than Americans are. And that goes against everything that we've kind of ever been taught. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, the French are pussies. They like to bang their chicks on the side. and They, they like don't feel bad about it. What wusses? What a bunch of homos. <laughs> like, what, what Look you- at that hat. Gay. <laughs> And meanwhile, we're sitting there uh, listening to Dashboard Confessional crying in our hoodies because we're guilty. I've done it. I know you have. And by the way, you're, that's a nice hoodie you got on today. Thank you. You hack. It's Project 961. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. Project 961 visiting from Florida up here hanging out. I was thinking about this. 
you and I, we live together. My girlfriend, obviously, we, you know. Don't make I, it sound gay, though. Uh, well, that's why I threw in the girlfriend thing. <laughs> and you think she's going through our stuff right now? Probably. My girlfriend, mind you, had, she hacked my MySpace. Yeah. And would, like, delete hot chick friends, <laughs> which I'll be honest with you. Is probably a good idea on her end, just yeah, because you know how to profile. You have to know how to profile when you're in a relationship. You see previous history. You can't let people get away with uh, what they've done in the past. I was so angry. Yeah, you because, were pissed because well, I have a history of cheating. Mm. But I was so angry. But I was like, all right, well, you know what? She cares. Yeah, that's cool. And now good I, hold, for her. I still hold it over her head, but I'm not really mad about it anymore. This guy in uh, Japan, he's uh, he's in the shower. And I guess it's his wife. She went and got his mobile phone and was kind of playing around with it and found a pornographic image, I guess a nude, that a friend had sent to him. Ah. And he got so pissed, he strangled her. (laughs) He strangled and he killed her. Me and my ex broke up, what, six months ago? I think Uh, so. And, uh, you know, she gave me the the excuse that we grew apart at first, Mm -hmm. you know? And I knew there was something wrong. Here's what happened. I come back in after walking my dog, and I see her on the phone, on her cell phone. Mm -hmm. And right when I walk in, she hangs up real fast. Uh, See, that's that's key number one. What's going on here? So I wait for her to go to bed, and she's holding that cell phone like it's the Holy Grail. She will not let this thing go. I finally... Wait till she but falls asleep. Real quick on that point. You know whenever you're guilty and you're doing something, that cell phone is always on you. You're sleeping with it. It's oh. always in your hand. You're always checking it. And it's always on vibrate. Yes. <laughs> it never rings. That is that. So you, as a previous cheater, you knew right away. Yeah, I knew some, exactly what's going on. I know the right. score. And uh, I, I'm like, I come back and I'm like, oh, who are you talking to? My sister. No, no, because it's so difficult for her to get her sister off the phone. So she picked a bad lie right there. Mm. I knew right away. So I find it, and I find all these text messages on there of some other guy for like a week in the advance. You know, her just talking back and forth. So I wake her up. I ask her and everything. She denies, denies, denies. But I think we should, you know, split up. I think we've grown apart. Right then, right there. Yeah. So, and is completely denying that uh, it has anything to do with this dude. I knew, I, I don't know why. Girls do not know how to cheat. If you're a woman, I do not trust that you know how to cheat. Well, here's the thing, too. Guys are notoriously cheaters. So just like you did, you are able to find the little signals of hurrying up, rushing off the phone. You knew immediately, too, to go and grab and run through the text messages because there was going to be the smoking gun. If my chick ever went through mine, she would see a bunch from Rob Curry, some random in my high school, hitting on me for some odd reason. But I added up as some old guy from high school, you know, and I could uh, play it off that way. And I am smart enough on my cell phone to hit the delete button. You never really hear of guys breaking up with the girls because they get cheated because on. Because guys are even dumber, and they stick around through it. They're like, ooh, this gives me a freebie next time. It doesn't. Well, because you know you cheated in the past, so you're thinking, all right, I'll let her do her thing. No, that, you never let her do make her up, thing. That'll make up for that trip to Atlanta. No, it, it doesn't make up for anything because once you get caught, that's the cardinal sin. Getting caught, not doing the act. If you do the act and don't get caught, there's never been a harm. Once you get caught, once you're stupid like that, that's when the relationship's over. I can't date an idiot. I love the idea of... I can date a cheater all day long. I can't date an idiot. I love how you don't give women any credit when it None. comes to cheating. They can't do it. Not to get too graphic about it, but like even with a woman, you know that there are certain things that happens to a woman's area 
Well, you know whether or not she's been out and uh, doing oh, yeah. some things. You know, yeah, when, when, there's even a certain, you lose a little tread there. There's a certain smell, I guess, that can even go with it, too. It's Hefe and Dubs with Zeppelin on Project 961. Tefe and Dubs, Project 961. Betty, Betty, you're up. What I want to say is about the guy saying that mm. women can't cheat. They can't. No, this is the thing. Have you ever known a stripper? Uh, yeah, I've known plenty. We work in I radio, of course. <laughs> there are women that I work with that juggle 10, 20 guys all the time. But you, when you're with a the stripper, there's kind of, you know what you're getting into there. When she puts up that facade of a good girl... She doesn't know how to cheat. That's you like, know the score when you're getting into it with a stripper. That's like you're dating a hooker and expecting her to be faithful. You yeah. know that there's going to okay, be guys so on the side. You're in it for the ride. I'm a stripper. You expect me to be a hooker. Yeah. Uh, not, not, yeah I don't expect you to get Let's, paid for it, but I don't expect you to have a high moral uh, background. I'm not going to think, oh, man. Yeah, I'm not going to think that this is going to be a woman that I'm going to marry because she's out there taking off her clothes to make a living. I'm sorry. Not to say that what you do isn't good. Yeah, I love you're, it. You're obviously providing a service, but I'm not going to pretend like you're going to be a faithful girl. You just can't go there with me. It's not going to happen. There's a couple men out there that you do need to talk to because there's men that actually are married to these women that come up to the work and they sit there and hang out with the guys that's watching their women take their clothes off. First of all, that's creepy. I never understand a dude who's going to go watch his chick strip and I think there's something with him too where he kind of gets off on that idea of her being with other guys. It's a whole fetish thing a lot of times. And you know Uh, it's more of the idea that he's the one actually getting to be with her. Now, one of the other benefits of dating a stripper is her bringing over her friends. Let's face it. A lot of them are uh, lesbian. Are bi, or at the very least. You you never want to make friends with a stripper and her friends. All right, well, you just told me we should date you. What are you saying there? (laughs) I don't know. You're flip-flopping. date me, honey. I'm engaged. All right, well, uh, obviously, it's a lucky guy. I don't want nobody dating me. I don't want nobody. I just want their money. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. All right, you've proven my point. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thank you so much for putting out there at least the stripper MO. And yet, you try to argue that you're different from a hooker. Seth and Dubs on Project 961. I love the sound of the rain. And I love the taste of your fresh fruit coffee. Thanks, but it's not fresh fruit. It's new Trake Still going. Nothing outlasts the Energizer. They keep going and going and going. Hefe and Dubs, Project 961, uh, just kind of hanging out. Nearly all of U.S. children under two years old watch television, and about 40% of three-month-olds do, too. One out of five two-year-olds have a TV in their bedroom. I think That's surprising. I don't know if I was two and I had it. I remember being real young and having a television in my room and always falling asleep with it. And now I can't fall asleep without television. I got mine in my room. It was a black and white TV, too, when I was eight years old, I believe, maybe even seven. And it was great because I'd watch uh, Married with Children in my room and everything sneak that on at night. It was terrific. Well, what's funny, though, is a lot of parents are like, well, no, it's okay because they're watching educational shows. <laughs> so the TV Bull. is now teaching them. It can't. I remember I was watching this educational show one time, and it taught me how to make a bomb out of a pipe and some gum and some Mountain Dew. That was MacGyver. That wasn't an educational show. I don't think you can actually do that. Oh. I don't think I learned anything from TV as a kid. I would watch every once in a while, like the Sesame Street or anything, but I never took anything away from that and brought it to school with me. I love how it's this whole thing. we got to protect it. we got to make sure it's, it comes to life. And then when it finally is alive, 
okay, here's this box, mm-hmm. and it's going to teach you everything about life because I have to go make more money so that I can buy you another bigger and better box later on that's going to teach you more things from this other little box with your DVDs and stuff. So I don't have to talk to you so that I don't have to raise you. By the way, babies, now you're using all this electricity. It's time for you to start getting up and pitching in on the cable bill. Yeah, we really like that now. Enough of milking off of the uh, the teat, if you will. Now, I would like to start them off a little bit earlier on everything. If we're going to do TV early... And if we're going to do all this other stuff early, let's get them on uh, the energy drinks, Red Bull, Monster, all that kind of stuff. Because I don't know if you know this, as you get older, you learn less. So as you're younger, you learn a lot more. And why are babies being lazy and sleeping all the time when there's a lot of learning to go on? We have the Japanese to catch up with. So, so your idea is that maybe nine months old, let's get them started on caffeine. Yeah, a little shot of bougray. Well, then they can watch more TV. Mm-hmm. And that's the other beautiful thing about it, too. In turn, they can buy more products. Yes. And that's really what it's it a en- cycle. That's really what it ends up being all about for these babies. Man. <laughs> that's what it was for my mom, though. She's like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to try to find you a new daddy. Here are your grandmothers, the Golden Girls. And I'll maybe be back. So wanted to bang Blanche. At some point after that. Watch Empty Nest 2. Go ahead. STP, FN Dubs, and Project 961. Hello. There are many ways to use the Bartles and James Premium Wine Cooler. One lady in Massachusetts even uses it to make bread. Well, Ed suggests an even better idea is to use it as a topping. For example, as a topping for ice. This is quick and easy to do and will not only improve the flavor of ice considerably, but will make it more attractive as well. So if you're tired of having your ice just plain, add some Bartles and James. We hope you appreciate this suggestion, and thank you for your support. I don't want to be sober. I'm not going to lie to you. It's Hefe <laughs> Doves Project 961. I know. The thing about going to a new city and hanging out and everything, you want to go get drunk. I know. We, we wouldn't be able to do that. We're up from Tampa hanging out with you this week. We wouldn't be able to do that with the dinners we've had with Chris Williams. We're just sitting there getting sloshed. Now, we're up here, and we're going to be heading back to Tampa. Yep. Uh, time for the weekend. Your mom in Michigan, Dubs. Mm. My mom in Texas. Yet again, another Mother's Day with no presents for him. I don't know if it's the nature of the beast of being in a radio and still trying to work your way up the ladder and not having anything extra to give. It's either you get a you get one present, your birthday, Christmas, or Mother's Day. (laughs) Here's how horrible I am. I borrowed a hundred bucks from my mom this week on week of Mother's Day, and uh, I have no plans on paying her back. Now, oh no, of course not. Now, here's the thing about this, though. Of course, Mother's Day coming up, you'll hear all the ads about buying stuff mm-hmm. you know, for your mom. And if they're on this station, obviously uh, do that. Uh, Twice. Yes, please. But the other thing, too, is you see kind of the list that come out. There's one about the top TV moms. I think the Gilmore Girls' mom was on that one. But the more interesting one of them all was the 10 worst mothers. Of all time, I guess. Now, of course, like a, a woman like Andrea Yates, yeah. who drowned her children so that they could go on to heaven. Did them a favor, essentially, so that they could bypass the life with an awful mother mm-hmm. and took them off to the afterlife. Uh, Joan Crawford, of course, who inspired the movie Mommy Dearest. You're a big fan of hers. The, the thing with her is that she uh, would give her adopted daughter presents on Christmas and then just take them away, say, nope, not getting them. At least you got the presents. Don't be, uh, you're, you're an orphan. So she's running You're lucky a you got to look at it. So she's running a bit, yeah. essentially, on her own kid. Something that you could get behind. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that kind of caught my interest of these 10 worst moms was Jeanette Meyer. 
She was the madam of the Canal Street brothel in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, she was a prostitute. Of course. The brothel also included her daughter, Monica. At the age of 15, Monica started stripping with her mother, and by 23, she was turning tricks and paying mom and grandma's 50% commission. So not only did she get into the family business, she didn't even get like some sort of a deal of getting to keep 75% of her profits. No. Now, I gotta be honest, this makes sense to me. Why? Uh, this, I don't know why this Jeanette Meyer is on this list of the 10 worst moms. Because this is the way I've kind of looked at Mother's Day. And maybe one of the even reasons I don't give my mom a present. To me, moms are over-celebrated. Think about a mom in a general. too high on the hog there? Yeah, think about moms in general. Mm-hmm. My mom specifically. She was a sophomore at Texas Tech University, where my dad was also a sophomore at Texas Tech University. By the way, oddly enough, both of them with the same Latino last name that isn't very common. So, essentially, my mom, mm-hmm. and most moms, unless there's wedlock and it's planned, your mom is nothing more than a woman who allowed the guy that she was sleeping with to roll bareback. Yeah. And allowed to complete as they were still one. Yeah, when you think about it, she's kind of just a whore. Your mom's a whore. My mom was a... <laughs> now listen, maybe not your mom. You are yours, I'm talking about. Yeah, but other people could relate. My mom was And most likely uh, listening to Journey at the same time. Was drunk mm-hmm. and decided there's no need for that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I want to feel. I want to feel you. <laughs> and that's kind of... What the vast majority of moms are. Now, sure, they'll take care of you afterwards, but the whole idea of celebrating and put mothers up on pedestals, not everyone deserves to be. And you know what? Most of the time, when they first heard of you coming into their life, their first words were, oh, crap, not yay. So you're buying a gift for a woman who said, oh, crap. I'll tell you this specifically about my mom. She said, I'll never forgive your dad for talking me out of the abortion. And I wish that was a joke. I wish that was a bit. Those exact words have actually come out of my mom's mouth. So I'm not a big believer in going out and getting the presents. It's Nirvana, FAN Dubs on Project 961. When I became deathly ill, I was able to summon an ambulance, my next door neighbor, my family, and my doctor without picking up a telephone. I used this remote control to contact LifeCall, my 24-hour emergency medical response service. Watch. You just press this button and speak into the air and... I'm having chest pain. I'm calling paramedics and your family, Mr. Miller. I've fallen and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. See? Protect yourself with Life Call, and you're never alone. To get complete free information by mail about this affordable medical emergency response system, call toll-free now. Life Call can save your life, so call to get free details by mail right away. For free information about Life Call, call 1-800-621-9191. 1-800-621-9191. What's happening? It's Chafee, and you're listening to Next with El Jefe and J-Dubs. A couple close personal friends of mine. Good dudes. But you know that. Now, you must be pretty cool if you're listening to Next, because all the kids are doing it. But check it out. I want to personally invite each and every one of you to check my show out. A show that uh, uh, Hefe and Dubs are very familiar with. They were there in the beginning. 
Well, not the very beginning, but close to the very beginning. The Skankshift, exclusively on skankshift.com. You can also find us and listen to our show at myspace.com slash skankshift247. That's myspace.com slash skankshift247. Check out the show. Add us as a friend and uh, enjoy. Trust me, you'll love it. You'll fall in love. You'll fall in love. Who doesn't want to fall in love? Everybody wants to fall in love, and I'm telling you, listen to the Skank Shift and fall in love. Check us out, skankshift.com. El Jefe dubs. I'll see you guys soon, man. Back to next. Viva la Skank Shift. It's Shafee, and he goes peace. Viva la Skank Shift! Shafee! Viva la Skank Shift! FN Dubs on Project 961, you found a story of... Yeah, a girl in Jacksonville was born without a face. Now, listen to even how this story is put together. Her face is off. I know you're a big Nicolas Cage fan. Caster Troy, thank you very much. Or would you rather Sean Archer? I always wonder, too, like, we even started out the night with a story of a Down Syndrome kid mm. who loves the president and loves the Star Spangled Banner. And I'm kind of wondering, like, where did we become this society that likes to put out things that way back when used to be chained up in closets, now they're on television? Well, here's the thing. We always used to like to do that, you know, and kind of wow and marvel at it. Now we're supposed to think it's terrific. All right, let's see how this inspires us, Dubs. Well, she's been through so much, and at such a young age, Juliana was born a little different from the rest of us. She was born without a face. And it's been more than a year since we last visited. Right, How do you say a little different? She's I, a peach. I think that's genuinely a bruised one. I think it's genuinely a <laughs> glaring difference if you don't have a face. And this is the thing. This news station has been hounding this family for the whole life of this child, just checking up on it every year. I, I got And now she's finally going to school. I got to figure out a way to describe this to you. To me, think of a real life Picasso painting. Or even that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where they look at the ark when everything starts coming out and they start melting. There's no bones there. It's really sad. <laughs> There's these commercials for a sour candy for a while where the mouth just puckers <laughs> way in. If you look at that commercial, if you remember that commercial, and the eyes are hanging out of it. In odd places, That's it, you've man. got this kid. I remember that, absolutely. With her and now, she is in school and loving every minute of it. First Coast News, Jeannie Blaylock has a story all new for you tonight. Mississippi, West Virginia. You've gotten a card from every single state. Every single and Puerto state. Rico. And Puerto Rico. <laughs> and you figured that out. de su hija, una familia en Jacksonville, Florida. Baghdad, Athens, support now from all over the world. But a very lonely day, March 5th. The music. Uh, no, yeah, enough of the piano. <laughs> right. It doesn't it, need to be there. I, you know they're just going through, shuffling through their uh, their catalog of music. Yeah, th- th- this seems faceless and tard-like. I'm going to win an Emmy for this one. That's what I'm going to do. 2003, and Tammy was so excited to give birth. It was just kind of, where's the rest of her at? Or Where's her face? Where is she? Her baby girl, born with Treacher-Collins syndrome, Juliana is missing more than half the bones in her face. All right. I can't handle 
the uh, the happy and then the sad uh, piano and uh, you're supposed to be going through the roller coaster that the parents have gone through. Dubs. I you're get supposed angry. to feel this. I watched this video and I gotta say. It ugged me out. Yeah, you have to check this girl out. If you go to firstcoastnews.com, you can see it. Yeah, you have to uh, kind of do a little search for it. It's actually the girl without a face. I feel, Juliet, I believe. I feel bad for the girl. On the other hand, you got to think as the parents, how selfish are you to kind of put your kid out there like this, knowing that she's going to catch all sorts of hell for her entire life. I would homeschool her. That's me because I would think I would want to protect her. I would send her to school, actually. And uh, during gym class, they can use her as a... Stop. Why be mean? As a baseball glove. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> it's a kid. It's trying to go through things. See, that's that mean-spirited stuff we don't need. I'm sorry. Try to grow up. Go ahead. But just about everybody reaching out to help. Can you say thank you? There we go. Thank you. Still, though, some painful moments. I guess the most hurtful one was... Not too long ago, um... It was a little girl that called her disgusting. All right, kids, you're losing it. Uh, we used to be way meaner. Oh, obviously. We just saw an example of it right there. Hey, Rawlings. <laughs> See? And this email, look at this. You just wish whoever wrote this could see Juliana now. Juliana can now use more than 500 signs. And best of all, you watch Juliana now. And you get the sense she's finally feeling like she's fitting in. I hate the reporter. I'm with you. Yeah, she's the worst part about this. And, you know, I, I don't think... It, it's definitely not the kid's fault. Oh, and obviously. I feel terrible for the kid. But the parents have to do some parenting here. You you have to imagine, you send that kid out to another bunch of five-year-olds who they you can't blame them when they look at it and go, wow, that's disgusting. You're five years old. There is no filter on you at that point. Well, there's no filter, and you've never seen or experienced anything like that. Yeah, you, 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 the first thing that comes to your mind is... Wow, this is like a monster movie. Yeah, 404-741-9696, half and dubs on Project 961. Now, there is a pride side to it. Imagine if you're one of the quote-unquote normal freaks at any school, you know what I mean? You're you're the normal four eyes at the school, you would be... Uh, it's nothing. Yeah, you're, you're scot-free. You know, if your mom and dad ever tried to move you, you're kicking and screaming the whole way. No, I don't want to move away from the facials, girl. Then I'm going to be a freak somewhere else. Yeah, then they're going to pick on me, but here... Here, I'm uh, I'm fine. I'm I just got Pitt. a little limp. Right. I'm exactly. fine. This list, but it's nothing. <laughs> if you make me move, though, people are going to end up picking on you. Who was the kid at your school that always got it the worst? There's a few. Uh, one of them was Zach Vorschman. Uh, <laughs> I call him out. I hope he lives here now and he sues you. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say what we made fun of him for. Then. <laughs> no, go on, now I got to know. I can't say it now. Tell me. We rumored that uh, he had encounters with animals. And <laughs> See? All right, but here's the thing. If you're throwing out the rumors about encounters with animals for Zach, mm -hmm. then, you know, at the same time, he's going to be the one who doesn't want to move if you have faceless girl. Uh, because it's not going to matter, even if it's true, uh, even if yeah, it is yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, Zach over here, he likes to have sex with cats, but you haven't seen anything yet. Move past this room and take a look at Juliet. It's not even going to end up mattering. Metallica is on Project 961. <laughs> you know somewhere? <laughs> Some douchebag is bragging. That, that's my mom. 
at the end of the Metallica song. Sefei Dubs, Project Night. Project 961. It's the most annoying part of the song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a goat. We were talking about the parents who sent their daughter without a face to school. Her face is off. And I'm thinking to myself, you're putting the kid through mm-hmm. really, really what's going to be hell for her. Now, maybe she's going to end up tough. Maybe I know I personally don't have the psyche where I could deal and handle something like that. Because I know that when I was a kid, my parents sent me to school with zebra shoes. These were $12 shoes that you got like at a Walmart. They were knockoff what, Pumas? Yeah, they weren't even Pumas. They were zebras. And I, I Pumas remember- were bad when we were kids. I mean, Pumas got cool again for a little bit like later on, but when we were kids, they were trash. And so I'm getting the knockoffs and the zebras. You're getting the knockoffs of bad knockoff shoes. And I remember being in the sixth grade and being in the locker room during gym class and Jeremy Sanchez and Harold Wilson sitting there saying... <laughs> Hey, those are cool. Those are, and I knew they were mocking me. You yeah, know? but I'm just it's nothing you can do. And like, I didn't want to say no, sure they're are. not. I'm just like, thanks. And I walk out with my head down in shame. My mom went through this whole thing. This is my missing face, as I call it. Um, Your mother? No. What she gave me to go to school with was my missing face to bear. She went through this whole time when she did think I'll pretty punching. Do you remember pretty punching? Not as it not. was a uh, crochet knit type thing where she could do whatever kind of pattern or whatever she wants. So for a while, everything was pretty punch. This had to be third or fourth grade. I had a jean jacket with a big pretty punch stegosaurus, like green, red, just all the gayest colors in the world on my back. Not the mama. Everybody's thinking you're a big fan of the uh, show Dinosaurs. This is way before that, too, and I was just getting my ass kicked for wearing a stegosaurus on my back. Here's the thing, though. Your parents, they never think... This is going to hurt my kid. This is going to scar them. They're thinking, oh, here's something that I created and I'm giving it to them so they can go. Or in my dad's case, and by the way, the son of a bitch had money. So it wasn't yeah. like he couldn't throw down the extra $25 to get me a pair of Nikes to save me a little trouble. Instead, he has to go with the knockoff zebras. But they're thinking, all right, I'm just going to save a little cash. It's not going to matter. It's not a big deal. So in middle school, I'm rolling with my... My zebras. Uh, my zebras and my hustler jeans. And I got my Wranglers and my pretty punch. Oh, and don't forget my Batman shirt. Just the epitome of cool. It's Blink 182, Project 961 with Half and Dubs. The finer things in life. Happily, some are affordable, like Grey Poupon Dijon mustard. Grey Poupon is so fine, it's even made with white wine. Its original French Dijon recipe adds distinctive flavor to beef, pork, and poultry, salad dressing and sauces, and of course, sandwiches. So enjoy one of life's finer pleasures. Pardon me, would you have any Grey Poupon? But of course. Grey Poupon, one of life's finer pleasures. We want to leave you with an inspirational story. Something that can maybe, you know, you can say to yourself, you know what? Maybe I'm not doing enough with my life. It's time for me to step up and be somebody. Exactly. Stop wasting all this that I have at my disposal. When you hear this guy, you're going to think, all right, I can do more. Mm -hmm. For about eight minutes on Tuesday, through the streets uh, near downtown St. Petersburg, police chased a driver who had no arms and only one good leg. (laughs) He got away, and he's used to this sort of thing. 40-year-old Michael Wiley who overcame three amputations, taught himself to drive with his stumps, 
and proceeded to become of one of Pasco County's most accomplished traffic violators. His license has been suspended so many times <laughs> that driving itself has become a felony. You gotta let him drive, though. He's done so much with so little. With so few body parts, he's done more than most people. If I tried to outrun the cops, five minutes, I'd be caught. There'd be no way I'd get away. This guy, Mr. Pogo, is able to just bounce from the cops. I like to call him by his birth given name, exclamation point. <laughs> I, uh, this is a guy I want on my team. This is a guy, I want to know if he can run a board, because he certainly can do it better than you. I don't what? know. If, I don't know if he's. What are you using, talking about? Oh, sorry. I don't know if he's using his nose or what he would do. You know, I just look at this guy. and I'm thinking, man, I'm not doing enough with my life. I got to get out there. I got to, mm -hmm. you know, be somebody. Like you said, maybe it's all these extra limbs that are keeping me down. Yeah, maybe I, they're weighing you down. Maybe, Cut them off. Maybe you need to go to uh, and find some blood diamonds and see if uh, some of the people over there can help me out a little bit. Losing one of these. My question: Why hasn't he been signed by a NASCAR team? Because if a woman can drive... Uh, yeah, let's get rid of Danica Patrick and put... Uh, <laughs> this guy can certainly end up winning a race. As Dubs, I'm Hefe. Metallica, Project 961.